A butterfly dies is a hex crawl adventure set in the forested mountainside of a prehistoric and mythical Michoacan, Mexico. Four days from now, an ancient ritual will raise the land and end the decades of flourishing times. But many believe the destructive tradition is not necessary for rejuvenating the land. Will you ally with the smolder cult fulfilling the burning of the butterfly miracle? Or will you help those who want to break the tradition? There are consequences with either choice. A Butterfly Dies is funding now on Kickstarter. Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. Joined today by our returning guest, professional writer and illustrator, best known for Negative Space D&D Trilogy, Quantum Ogre, and the blog, Hack and Slash, Courtney Campbell. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. We we can get carried away sometimes when we talk. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> so you've got a Kickstarter going on during the month of February for a sort of science fiction or cyberpunk style role-playing game? Yeah, it's called Sinless. And it's not just science fiction and cyberpunk. It also has magic. Oh, like fantasy elements in cyberpunk. I like this idea. Yes, it's uh, it's it's something that I've been a fan of for years and years. And uh, there are, I mean, different sorts of cyberpunk games out there in the world. I've played quite a few over the years, and I think a lot of us have been familiar with them and fans of them. So what makes your the one that we're working on here, Sinless, kind of stand out a little bit, a little different? Well, I grew up playing games um, like Stop Thief and, and Chaos Wars. And the thing I wanted to integrate into Sinless was not only having the fun of planning a heist, an operation, you know, the players sit around for three or four hours and make a plan that immediately goes to hell the first <laughs> time they encounter any enemy resistance. I wanted to also integrate um, domain play. It seemed to me that simply working for other people is not a road. It's, it's a road to staticness, to stagnation. And I noticed in a lot of those older uh, magic cyberpunk games, there's no change that takes place. So one of the things I wanted to do was to integrate a domain game into Sinless. So between operations, players can explore sectors, uh, hire and acquire assets, which allow them new abilities and, and their people that they meet that can do things, uh, provide new opportunities, and take over resources, things like science labs and chemical factories, and use those to make a positive change in the world. I specifically note that Sinless is an anti-utopian anti setting. Uh, utopias are, of course, unsustainable. I mean, we've seen the fiction. We know that's not possible. And a dystopia is also unsustainable because it functionally isn't stable. Whatever is causing the dystopia will eventually end up destroying it. And so anti-utopian anti fiction and literature is literature where, you know, like bad things are happening, but people have the ability to impact and change the environment. And so over the course of play between running scientist extractions and data thefts and car chases and all these cool systems that are very playable at the table with clear 
uh, straightforward rules. You also have this opportunity for the players to take over and influence businesses and other corporations and attack them in a political and economic way, as well as with a Vulcan cannon. So I've got a question, something that you mentioned was the the, the clear mechanics. Uh, what are the mechanics like in Sinless? Well, it's a D6 pool system. Uh, you, have, you have pools, and when you're using your skills, uh, they limit the number of dice you can use from your pool and you roll them d6s target number is four plus it's very straightforward has a lot of strategic and tactical options when you're in combat but the course and and of course being a cyberpunk game you have you have cyber tectronics you can install you have biogenetic enhancements <laughs> you have magic you know you've got different styles of magic you've got shaman summoning and amps using natural power to enhance their physicality and um mages slinging mana bolts and mana balls you know you've got <laughs> uh all these all these classic things but um in combat they're it, it's much less about removing the hit points of the opponent because you, you're there for a goal. It's more about trying to figure out the rock, paper, scissors interaction to get past whatever defenses or threats that you're facing. Oh, I, I have a power gamer who loves to do the, I take a bunch of body and dermal armor and get all tough and nobody <laughs> can hurt me. And then he walks in a room and I'm like, well, the mage casts sleep. What's your willpower? And he's like, two. And, you know, so down he goes, you know, or he gets mind control to turn against the party. So it's very rock, paper, scissors in that way. I, I've noticed my during my playtests, my characters have moved from these like single focused uh, specialists to more general, like they have cars now. They've decided to buy vehicles because they kept on finding out it's difficult to get anywhere without a car. You know, so they're making more balanced characters as you go along. And and I have players that are just making characters over and over because they find it fun. I think these are great, great uh, feedback signs. Like that's what you want to see, right? And if you're curious, the Kickstarter is running right now and the rules, the complete rules are available immediately upon backing. You can back for a dollar and check them out and see if you're interested. Uh, that's a good way to start. See what see what you think of those rules back for a buck. And then if you do realize that you need that book in print, you can upgrade yeah. for that. <laughs> and, and there's going to be exclusive Kickstarter content for the people who back the Kickstarter. Oh. Um, by okay. far... Kickstarter is the largest source of my revenue. And so I would like to encourage people to support me there. And so as a reward, I like to provide additional content in Kickstarter editions and versions. So we'll have that. Um, hopefully when we hit some stretch goals, we'll have some add-ons. Uh, there's lots of character creation options. We have uplifted animals and synthetics and humans who have mutated into the green and the blight, which are like these, these mutations that have turned them into these otherworldly creatures. They're still human you know but it creates this complex society and it's really set up to make the dm the referee's job easy there are so many pain points in traditional heist games well, what do you do if you lose a car chase right what do you do if somebody targets one of the players for assassinations and i've been playing these games for years and there's no concrete procedural there's just kind of vague advice about these topics and so i really wanted to make sure that Referees who are running sinless don't have questions. They know how much a job pays. They know what to do when players get targeted for assassination. There are things, there are systems and mechanics in the game that ensure player agency. There's a ton of design space. It's, it's so complicated. There's so many different things. I give advice on how to focus, 
and design adventures step-by-step. All those tools you need to make running a game like this seamless, correcting a lot of problems that have been in sort of the heist game field. It's not, uh, it is very much a traditional role-playing game. It is not a new wave or a story game. You roll up a character, you roll dice to hit things with your gun. There are um, some influences from other heist games because they were attempting to solve the same problems. But I really feel like I've come up with my own traditional style solutions to those issues. And I think anyone who reads it has been upping themselves to a backer. So I'm not worried at all about that. I've gotten very positive comments. So I encourage you to check it out because if you're if you're if what I'm saying is sounding like something you're interested in, <laughs> oh my goodness, you will be Go so straight, happy. Rush. That's right. I, I, I am excited for it. I'm I, I'm I'm really curious to get the book in hand. Now, I, I'm curious about some of the art that's gonna be going on with it. You got a really nice looking logo. Oh my goodness. I have incredibly talented artists working for me. J.E. Shields is a noted classic OSR style designer. His work reminds me of early Holloway. Um, He's fantastic. Dire Quest is uh, another fantastic artist. He has a Kickstarter going on right now. Um, And his illustrations are creepy and strange and otherworldly. And we're putting them to the right focuses. Like I've got Dire Quest doing spirits and, you know, animals like hellhounds, stuff like that. And I've got J.E. Shields doing drones and vehicles, each putting them to their strengths. It is the kind of book I looked through when I was 11 or 13 and just spent hours looking at the pictures. And I'd like to produce that for, you know, future generations. And just so happy to have the opportunity to be doing this. It's a really exciting time. Now, we, we talk about like old school gaming and the OSR and all that stuff. And there's very much like a definitive like old school gaming culture that focuses around the old like BX and all that stuff. Yeah. But there's a lot of us that like back 30, 30, 40 years ago, we're playing not necessarily BX, but other various systems that were out there. Yeah, this this strikes me as more in can with some of those older games. Yeah, it's just it's just, you know, when you pick up a book and and like um, Car Wars is a good example. Oh, yeah. And it's just full of all these ideas and excitement and 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 things you want to try out and play. And that's really what I want to carry across. Um, it's a modern book. I I I. Uh, didn't retain anything simply out of nostalgia. It had to be functional. And like I said, the artists are phenomenal. Uh, we're going to have, we've got a great logo. We've got great cover art. We've got great uh, interior art. I'm doing a bunch of art there for weapons. And I don't want to talk about it too much because <laughs> like tooting my own horn, I'm doing a lot of stuff. But um, like, I like books filled with art because I'm an artist. I appreciate that. And now this is, is are we expecting full color art or black and white? It is, it is, it is an A4 hardcover, black and white interior color cover. If we reach certain stretch goals, there will be a traditionally printed version for Kickstarter backers using uh, local printers and uh, sewn binding, all the traditional Mm -hmm. stuff. And we will look into what it costs to get a color section um for character archetypes 
Um, but that is that is in the future. Right now, we're just working on stretch goals to get the. It's it's funded, well, so I'm not asking you to support my dream. I, I'm asking you to enhance it for the people who have already chosen to take part in this exciting project. So we're going to get some illustrations, and that is our next stretch goal focus. So I need y'all to go out there and back it so we can get this going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so and there's. A lot of attention. It's been doing really well. So I think it is something that you're going to want to get into and um, you might not want to miss out on, you know. That, that A5 black and white. Is, A4. Oh, I'm sorry. Is A4 so it's a larger format. It is. Okay. It's a normal, like if you were to buy, say, the most popular role-playing game in the world, it's that, that size, size and format. Yeah. I like the black and white interiors best. Now, I, so I do I, but it is, it is the modern game. <laughs> I agree. Now, I think that second edition and even uh, old school essentials kind of approaches color in a way that I really like where there is full color, but it's still black and white text that I can read mm, and it looks yes. real nice. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I am super partial to the black and white tears. I would prefer <laughs> to work in nothing but black and white, but I am aware that I do not mesh with the general consensus of the world and the color is very popular. <laughs> and I, I certainly do want to, honor and have an homage to those who made such a positive impact in my life and so i'm totally willing to discuss uh at certain backer levels like when we get certain stretch goals getting some color interior plates no i'm gonna ask something i don't know if we've really 100 percent gone into maybe a little bit but let's talk about the setting of sinless is there a, a oh yes it is setting? it is it is not a generic game it takes place in 2090 after uh the complete crash of the grid, all data is gone and it's only been gone for four or five years. And so in addition to running operations and doing missions, if you go out into the wilds and find like a copy of a Pearl Jam CD, nobody has a copy of it anymore. It doesn't exist. And so you can turn, you can turn around and sell those relics for uh, money to fund your operations and stuff. The world has obviously experienced great upheaval with the introduction of magic. Uh, it's left a zone in the universe where we were in a shadow of something, and now the manon uh, has returned. It's a subatomic particle, and it allows people to manipulate the strings in string theory that make up reality by changing their vibrations, which to us looks exactly like magic. Right. And so the world has been adapting to that and adapting to people turning into the green and the blighted, these different, you know, physical forms that humanity has. And then there are synths and you can play a synth, but they have no rights, you know, like no legal protections, no rights. There are uplifted animals. I, I feel that that's often overlooked. The first thing we're going to do when we develop efficient bionics is give a dog a voice box and there's no question we're already teaching dogs how to talk right so like you know like there you can play an uplifted bear or dolphin or dog or raccoon or cheetah or whatever uh and then you know there's lots of player options um it, it's just it's an exciting setting there are 10 mega corporations that pretty much run the world, the international corporate court. And uh, your job, uh, your goal is to eventually accumulate a billion Zuzus, which is a secure cryptocurrency modeled oh, no. <laughs> after a posh dog, 
right? <laughs> and, uh, and once you accumulate a billion Suzu's, you're recognized as an independent entity by the corporate court and can found your own land with your own rules and your own laws. And that is the anti, anti-utopian bit. You can make your own utopia. Uh, and the question is, is what is it going to cost you to get there? I appreciate that's, that's very interesting. Uh, a lot of different elements coming in there. Definitely throwing back to a lot of stuff that I really liked to do game-wise when I was younger. It's a lot of curious questions being brought up. I'm curious. We're coming close to time. Could you tell the listeners, is there anything, if like, this is the final sales pitch, this is why you should check out Sinless, what would you tell them? <laughs> I think that there's a lot of call for recognizing fantastic worlds that we're about to start to experience in the real world. And Sinless is a game that allows you to play and explore in that playground with, you know, green and synths and blighted and corporations and spies and assassins in a way that is straightforward and easy for the referee to run and create a good time at his table. My favorite games are the ones where you let the players acquire an operation and they plan for three or four hours and then they go do the operation and 30 seconds in, everything goes out the window. Like (laughs) that's the type of experience I'm I'm attempting to um, make easy for both the players and the DMs to run. There are people like cyberpunk games because you can install body parts and upgrade your guy and it's crunchy. And we worked very hard to include all of that in a way that doesn't impact the back and forth of play. I like that. I appreciate it. It sounds good. I'm, I'm excited for it and I'm looking forward. To I this think a lot of people are excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited by the response. Like, I'm having, like, sometimes when you do a Kickstarter, (laughs) it's like just pulling teeth, but this, it's going great. It's going great. I'm excited. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. I'm looking forward to it. Well, if you could, in in closing, could you let the folks at home know where they can... Where they can back you, where they can find yeah, stuff um, and everything else. you can you can find information about the campaign on Kickstarter under Sinless. Uh, there'll be a link underneath the show, I assume. Yes. Um, people are also welcome to visit my blog, uh, axlashmaster.com, where you can find updates and information about the show. And people are free to join my Discord or message me personally via email or on Kickstarter with any questions they might have. Excellent. excellent. I want to thank you for coming back on. It's been it's been good talking to you. I I think I'll see you probably this way Friday night. Yes, we Friday. We on. do. We have a game Friday. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it too. It's exciting. I've been a little distracted this week, so I apologize. It's fine. It's all good. So I'll see you for game Friday night. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. If you've enjoyed what you've heard here today, please give us a positive review wherever you're listening. You can find us on Facebook, search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our blog. I'm on Twitter and TikTok at Logar Hill Crom. We're on Patreon. We can always use the support. Patreon.com backslash Wobblies and Wizards. And as always, Keep those dice rolling.